everyone. Um, this is Apple Treats, our final episode of the first season of the podcast. Um, and we have a great guest today and we have a hot, interesting topic to discuss. Uh, hi, Martin. Hi, hello. How are you? Thank yep. you for having you? me. Well, ha- thank you for coming. And uh, we will uh, go to the topic a little bit later. We need to probably have some intro for you, for, those, for oh. all those who don't know. <laughs> well, probably not not many people, but still, like we, we, we definitely have to, to go there. Um, yeah, I'm not prepared for that. But this, is the, this is always the hardest part. Whenever I submit <laughs> the talk or something, you know, the presentation, they ask for the bio. And I don't know what to say because what can you say? <laughs> like, well, you? yeah, well, <laughs> we know that we you can say a lot, actually. I mean, like, we yeah. we definitely saw your site and there are a lot of projects which uh, people use. And um, we, we oh. saw your GitHub. And uh, so yeah. um, probably yeah, so people just know your projects and they don't yeah. know who you are. That might be, yeah. Well, let's start with that. Um, yeah. How you like get into iOS development, and probably not just the iOS, you like Apple development, like development for Apple platforms. Like, what's well, your path? Actually, actually, for for real, there was the iOS. I've got the MacBook just before the iPhone came out, uh, and uh, I hooked up. I basically um, for some time, uh, some period of time, I uh, I uh, get my two laptops in my backpack every day when I go to work because my work was uh, very uh, related to Windows environment and I used a proper Dell laptop and then I got this MacBook and I got both and I remember I had my I, I got some back pain you know problems uh, because of that because <laughs> it was definitely too four plus too kilograms of laptops yeah. Yeah. yeah all of that was too heavy but yeah I got this uh, I got MacBook and um, then iPhone came out and, uh, you know, I'm a programmer by heart. Uh, so um, if I get a new toy, I start to play with it. Before before what it was the iOS, I started with some Mac development, but it was so hard for me. I didn't understand the thing. Uh, the first thing I've built was a dashboard, the, the, the widgets. It's no longer yeah. with us. It was for like <laughs> two releases. Yeah. Uh, this is a mixture of HTML and um, some native programming, maybe. But that was the first. And then iOS uh, came out. I was still working on the Microsoft environment, like the business stuff. Um, but on the side, I started to build some apps that I liked. And eventually, I switched my job from, uh, from this um, enterprise solutions to building an apps. And then I started to build Mac apps. And yeah, now I'm totally hooked up with uh, macOS uh, development. Although in, the, in between, there was always Linux. You know, I, I also released some apps on Linux, on GNOME. Uh, and um, yeah, so the, 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 like, I kind of feel that macOS was closer to my heart than Windows back then. Yeah, so that's how it started. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Um, it's probably iPhones really changed something. I mean, in in terms of uh, uh, people getting into Apple development for for at least for like 
couple of my uh, friends also got into like Apple stuff from the iPhone. Like we, we were probably too young to be starting like with Apple two or Apple three or like first <laughs> Max, but uh, iPhones really really changed the, the the environment here. I mean, it was like, quickly became cool to to be in. Um, mm. We there there were a couple yeah. of guys who were doing like the development before the official uh, SDK mm. and uh, like started with uh, some like hacks and uh, with, the, with the jailbreaks and the developments like with something unofficial. That was that was fun time. Yeah, I um, remember that. Uh, I was waiting for the official because I, I didn't get the, the the iPhone first iPhone. I didn't have one. My first iPhone was iPhone three G. And uh, so the, this, the first one was not even available in Poland, I, I think. It was not in the official distribution. Uh, but somebody um, from, from around me, they, they had it. Uh, I played with it. But yeah, really, there was like a seven apps in total. I was like, what? <laughs> At that time, I already played with a Java ME, which, is, which was the yeah. Java for, I don't know, ME stand for. But with like four small devices like uh, Siemens, uh, like smartphones back then. And I knew that like, there's a world, uh, you know, there's more to that. We, once we can build an application that will unveil its power and eventually it did. So it was awesome when they did uh, announce that there's a SDK and uh, everyone is welcome to, to build an apps. I, I basically at that point I dropped my Java knowledge. <laughs> this is where I stopped. I don't know when it was, but yeah, it was my uh, Java knowledge uh, as a language and environment is very outdated as of Apple. Yeah, and by the way, for all those who are watching us live, you can type your questions into comments right now, and uh, we will uh, ask those um, and we will discuss them. So this is uh, like. Uh, like festive episode, let's let's call it that way. We are we will yeah. probably try to do some New Year resolutions here, and uh, and we will. Oh, really? Like have We're some... doing this New Year resolutions? Okay. Well, let's okay. try that at least. Okay. We, we, we... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, some some people already have uh, those, and they uh, they are joining us live in order to to see uh, some of their uh, resolutions. But probably we we will put that a little bit for the later. <laughs> Sure. We need to keep intrigue here or something. Like it's it should be like suspense should should grow during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like my setup? I have yeah. uh, talked to you from all my left side. I even have a right side that is turned off at the moment because the technology yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, by the way, it's it's not uh it's not like a question that we agreed to ask, but uh, <laughs> since we discussed that uh, Apple released their uh, SSDK back in 2008. Yeah, I don't remember. I believe. Yeah. yeah, like, what do you think about how Apple treats developers? Because mm. developers brings their value. So what do you think about this? Yeah, I think it changed over the time. So in the beginning, the developers were, you know, the App Store was, was small. And every app had already a huge chance to become a big one, like you know, like su successful. Yeah. Over the time, of course, that changed. So, uh, as like in the beginning, the indie developers, which were the majority of the app store uh, vendors, um, were this essence of um, app store. I would say, right? Over the time, yeah, that changed. 
Um, back then, I think we were more, uh, uh, we felt better with the treatment of Apple, although, you know, it may be subjective. I don't know. I felt uh, at least better. Uh, it was smaller community. It was, you know, everything was about the developers. I felt that. Uh, today is different. Today it's all about big studios that uh, ship the apps. And if you're an indie, you, yeah, your you success is probably uh, unlikely to happen. Although it may. I don't know. It's all about I, buying advertisement <laughs> and all this stuff. It's yeah, and yeah. If you're indie, you don't have money to spend on the app store advertisement. Basically, now it's impossible to compete with the. Uh, Crash, Ro Crash Royale, or uh, you know, these big games that yeah, are yeah, yeah. always, whenever you come, what's new, what's hot, there's always this game. Um, it's just not going to happen uh, for the indie development. It may, but it will be just an uh, ex ex exception that will saying that exception right. confirm the rule. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, different now. Um, it's more towards, it's just a big business. It, it wasn't used, it used to be like small business, but now it's a big business with the big partners. If you small fish, you just don't have uh, any power. Uh, if you're big enough, like Amazon, Microsoft, you know, the bigger one, you can um, uh, be a partner to Apple, but not if you just a single indie programmer, I would say. At least I don't feel that way. Yeah. Okay, I know you as the author of Crypto Swift because every time mm. when I need to encrypt something, I, awesome. I found uh, Crypto Swift. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the name is so good, isn't it? <laughs> the name yeah, is so good. You think, yeah, like, oh, you I need to copy. encrypt something. That will be Crypto Swift because what now? Yeah, yeah. You look like uh, how to encrypt, I don't know, something. Google. Yeah. Okay, Crypto Swift. Crypto Swift. Yeah. Goes. yeah. Pod, install, all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's so, another one. Uh, so I always skip to Swift, Swift Crypto. Just awful name. You never remember what is the order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the yeah. Crypto Swift is the best name that is like a uh, driver driver of the of the traffic from Google <laughs> something. I don't know. Well, it is it is for some time on the market. I would say, well, I'm saying market, but it's not really um, a source of income of mine or it's, it's just a side project I uh, maintain for a couple of years already. Um, and um, yeah, it becomes quite popular over the time. Um, I didn't spend any money to make it popular. I don't, uh, this is not a source of income at all. Um, people just I don't know why they like it. Maybe they it is just you know because it's easy to Google, or uh, they find the API appealing or something. I don't know. Well, it started as experiment and it's still experiment. Um, you know, the best way to learn something is to do something, and I did it a couple of time uh, already, and this is one of it. Uh, I started implementing. Um, digests, hash functions, uh, and then I, I went uh, further with, uh, with the implementation and playing with that and playing with the Swift performance. That was the bottleneck at some point. 
but I think currently maybe on par with the suite, uh, uh, with the C implementation, so it's quite fast, as is some of the the functions implemented in CryptoSwift. But the idea, yeah, the idea is to uh, implement um, some of the cryptographic uh, primitives in Swift, and whether it is possible, how it can be. Um, the problem when I started was that the, on Apple pro- platform we had Common Crypto, which is the Apple, Apple library and C library. We have to say yeah, the, the C library. <laughs> it was not even available as a module for Swift, so it was very, quite hard to use. Uh, so the, the, the Crypto Swift was like an obvious choice if you don't want to fight with the system because you have just a just to download the, or include the source and it just built. Uh, over the time, the Common Crypto got the module, but it's Common Crypto API is uh, dated and not really easy to use. Well, it's it's C API still just wrapped uh, in Swift. Mm, so yeah, I think this that was the time when I got most of the users. But even, even today, there's still people that, use that i don't have a statistics i don't i just randomly learn uh sometimes that uh yeah somebody uh, somebody used that um today we we of course the the landscape is different so there's crypto swift and there's uh swift crypto (laughs) 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 yeah (laughs) so the swift crypto is a open source version of crypto kit the CryptoKit is on Apple platform and Swift Crypto is uh, open source version of that on Linux. Uh, and it's very interesting uh, library. I'm, I'm not a fan of this API. It's, um, well, just from this, like, it's my personal, probably just my personal opinion. I'm, I'm not fond in this uh, generic based uh, API that, uh, some may find hard to use, but not that's not the biggest problem. Like it's not the problem, I'd say. But the goal of um, CryptoKit is that they will that they push only modern uh, cryptographic primitives. That means some of the older one are basically not available. Um, or like, they put this know. into insecure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They so they put FHA some of one. this. Insecure, uh, but at the beginning, the first version even didn't have the H, uh, yeah. H5 one, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, they added some because, well, the backlash was okay, we, we don't, we can't use that. Well, we can if we uh, build a new system, but the old systems are not necessarily up to date with uh, everything that is modern, and the reality is. The app developer has no power to change what is implemented on the backend. And application, most of the time, talk to the backend. And the backend gives the specification, and the application developer only have to uh, follow that. So the, um, uh, the developer yeah, have to find the library that match that, that needs. And uh, CryptoKit was not always um, still, it's not, not always. Uh, uh, meet the criteria. Uh, so this is one of the issue with this uh, uh, adopting this this new library. But yeah, there's a uh, CryptoSwift, <laughs> which is about to get the RSA as well, which is 
old <laughs> and shouldn't yeah. be used these days. <laughs> you you also have some other um, projects. Maybe you, bef- I mean, like I I know that some people who are just on the stream are. are Sitting and waiting until we get to the main part of our talk. <laughs> but, no, we, we skip that. We, we skip <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah. We just, I don't know. We're gonna talk about, uh, yeah, whatever yeah. the weather. So I, I saw some some of the Objective C code there as well. I mean, like, so <laughs> can can you name any of your uh, like other projects which you pr- probably like uh, like creating, like something which you I don't know, like you consider as your masterpieces or oh, yeah. at least so, you're proud um, of? Well, maybe not the masterpiece, huh? left and right. <laughs> but there is a project I maintain for a long time as well, Objective PGP. This, this is very, very niche project, but this is the only project that actually uh, was source of A income, like not a huge number, but the most of uh, the biggest income source for my open source work. And the reason is because this uh, library is dual license. So it's um, free for non-commercial use and paid for commercial use. And if the company uh, needs the PGP solution in any way, they can just use this app, pay a fee and... Um, and we good, right? So there's a, there's some dollars of, over uh, each year. I still uh, I sell a few licenses, and this is this is great. So um, object it's called Objective PGP. It's implementation of Open PGP protocol. Mm, you know they they want to encrypt the email messages or uh, signatures or the files that is mostly com- commonly used. And it's implemented in Objective C with the with the API of Swift, so it can run on very old machines, very old devices, and the modern ones. Uh, and it's awesome! Like really, I just recently added, I extended that with some um, um, some extensions. Uh, it was weird though. I didn't I don't use Objective C on a daily <laughs> basis for some time. <laughs> So, but it still reminds me that there is world. Uh, yeah. So I, I jumped there and and recall all the all the old stuff. So that's this is a very uh, interesting project as Bimas. It's not very popular, but it's like this one I keep on and uh, and maintain and don't want to shut down. And people use it, and yeah, it's very. I learn a lot nice. as well. And what are the other projects I have? Um, uh, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> avoid the elephant in, in the room. But <laughs> I open okay. my website. I work on Judo. You know that? Judo.app. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is, we, this we is my that. source of income, actually, now. And it's an awesome uh, project. Um you should check out if, if I have the list. Yeah, we, we will put that to the to the show notes for sure. Yeah, yeah, it led me a lot. So we shipped the application in Swift UI, mainly in Swift UI. Uh, that was interesting and challenging task. I'm um, very happy about it. I learned a lot, and I used this knowledge to work on my uh, other projects, like the Swift Studio, and. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I've, it's awesome. Like I have a, I have a mixed opinion about SwiftUI itself, especially on Mac. Uh, but overall, uh, there's a lot, a lot to love about it. So how many NSVU representables do you have? <laughs> yeah, <from Mac? laughs> yeah, I do. I do have. Uh, I do have a lot. <laughs> but what I what I noticed, I mm, tend to use um, like a simple view I implemented in SwiftUI rather than in uh, XIP for Storyboard. Right, it's just yeah. faster for me for some reason, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know this is a simple view, as simple to there's like a one state, two states uh, maybe, and it just works. When it works, of course, because if it doesn't work, you have to bring the whole thing, which is scary. <laughs> One thing that is not good in SwiftUI on Mac is table, table view. So oh, I don't okay. use the list, uh, the SwiftUI list. I use the NS table view um, just with the bindings to state, outer state, yeah. and that's managed by uh, SwiftUI. Because an stable view, uh, there's nothing close to an stable view in SwiftUI. And a stable view has the multiple columns, which is the concept that yeah. does not exist in uh, SwiftUI, at least yet. The drag and drop, uh, it became a bit better now. Uh, when I wanted to use that a year ago, it was not, not working. I mean, it worked to some extent, but it's very limited. Mm, the gestures uh, and like cursor uh, support, the small things that are just missing, the Swift UI yeah. does not implement. And if that thing is missing, you have to re-implement the, the yeah. control by yourself. And it's annoying, of course, but it's changing over time. So maybe that will be better. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. I kind of like it, but I'm not relying on that. I wouldn't build a hold app and we would. I didn't, we didn't do that with the Judah as well, entirely in SwiftUI because I don't think it's yeah. possible now. Like it's it's possible for simple app, but not for the feature, full featured app. Um, but yeah, there's, there are good good things in, um, in SwiftUI that we definitely should use in any app. And I'm talking about the state management, which is yeah. awesome. So the, 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 the whole approach of like state based UI it's something like we, we need we we need to go there. That's that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I use like the concept concept of store, you know, publishers, observable. It works. Uh it works very well. I love it. Uh and it simplified my code base that I rewrote from the old approach to the new approach over the time. Um so yeah, it simplified so many things. I can focus on the components more than on the architecture. I would say just right. Yeah. Okay, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, it's time. It's we, time. We, we have to we, end before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a second. How much, how much time do we have? Um, we, we'll see how many. Yeah. Okay. It, it, de okay, it mean, depends on the. minutes. Okay, we have to. We have the five minutes. Okay, now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but before we will like basically unveil something or like start, uh, we have a question from the audience, and uh, the question is, uh, what do you think of the state of the Xcode right now? Like, yeah. what's your opinion here? <laughs> Hi, what's up? Uh, a friend from the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so the Xcode, I have a mixed relationship with the Xcode. <laughs> 
we we are kind of forced to use this tool because um, this is the tool that comes with the uh, SDK and uh, for a long time there was no no option to do any anything else well there's uh, there's a jetbrains how's it called upcode Jet, yeah upcode yeah it, it's powerful it's really awesome like the jetbrains is famous of its capabilities of uh, refactoring right and, and stuff Although, yeah, the current version at least is still Java and it feels out of place uh, on the Mac, really is. They just announced the new version, the rewrite of the tools. Upcode is not on the list of the first wave, but uh, they will uh, they will probably follow. It looks awesome. So yeah, the Xcode, well, it's getting worse, in my opinion, <laughs> basically getting worse. Like what happened with the Xcode 13? It's a disaster. Uh, I don't know the, the previous version. What was the Xcode 12? I don't remember. But it's from version to version. It's getting worse. And I'm not talking about um, some uh, like instruments, because yeah, the instruments kind of work sometimes. But I'm talking about this basic use. Yeah, whether it crash, whether it it open the the docu the, the project properly or not, yeah, the auto completion itself, um, and the debugger. The debugger is non-functional today, in my opinion. Like the Swift one, it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Have yeah, you it tried it with structured concurrency? Oh, it's... oh yeah, that's that's especially bad. Yeah, this. <laughs> Yeah, especially especially bad with that one. Um, so uh, I don't know. Uh, the editor uh, they did some refinements, but I I, I kind of feel like they lack of vision how it should be. Like they put everything whatever they had the idea or something they put there, and uh, you know this state of tabs to to version of tabs that nobody really understand what's going on whether you have these tabs in tab or you have a window tab yeah uh, two, two lines of tabs that's that's a yeah, bit why? <laughs> that's... It's, it's unnecessary and um yeah and spm kind of you know the swift packet manager this is uh, uh pictured as a future of app distribution probably but at least the, the, the component distribution, yeah. the support uh, in Xcode is just got worse, even worse uh, since the uh, Xcode 12. So I don't, I don't like it. You cannot add, well, you cannot add new, um, new package with the Xcode uh, 13 <laughs> because it doesn't, this don't work, right? I mean, sometimes it works. You know, you know this issue. When yeah, you yeah. You need to, to first add, close, start again. Yeah, you don't know what to do, yeah. right? Like <laughs> you, you open this dialog, you put the URL, and it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. You don't know what to do. Then you open the um, uh, freshly, the newly downloaded um, project, and uh, it starts to resolve the dependencies. And yeah, they will report errors. But there are no errors. All you have to do is close and reopen the Xcode, which is ridiculous. <laughs> like this is yeah. uh, on this level. I'm talking on this level of um, useless. Other than that, yeah, the, the Xcode is quite power, powerful overall. It's uh, you know it's on the market for for several years. Uh, it got better over the time. I would say still. Um, 
but yeah, maybe just not recently. They need to stop. <laughs> they need to uh, fix stuff uh, instead of uh, implementing a new one, and then uh, yeah, then maybe release something better. There's, some, in my opinion, there, there is a Swift implementation that's going on. And there's a debugger implementation, and they just release whatever they, they, there is a schedule to release the new version of Xcode. But those tools are not uh, ready to ship. Uh, I will, yeah, the the debugger, the, the why the debugger is broken in async await in concurrency? Probably because it's not tested enough. You know, it's quite new. It's uh, There's um, not enough uh, dog fooding. Um, people just haven't had chance to use that a lot so they won't keep up uh, with uh, with fixing the bugs but yeah it's just not ready just wait fix it uh, work with uh, swift uh, new features and uh, ship the debugger that can actually work uh, yeah so i'm frustrated how <laughs> <laughs> if they release like make more frequent releases of xcode like what they do with the Swift, uh, actually. Yeah. So not usually Swift is tied to release of a new OS. They just drop the new version and that's it. Would this help? Um, it could. I don't know if it's still possible with this caching of the SDK and uh, all these libraries in a system, though. Um, so they kind of need update. Sometimes they need to update um, the system for the new version of uh, Swift as well, right? That was the case with this async await, although they managed to backport it yeah. later on. And um, and it's still, uh, yeah, I'm not an expert in that. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely. The fre frequent updates would help, but they only update uh, Xcode once a year. Well, not, well, the, the, this is Yeah, major, they have like, like minor updates, updates, yeah, but they, those are, like uh, that, that don't usually are not uh, big enough to like fundamentally change something. Definitely, uh, they change just once a year. They change UI, but probably yeah. they should polish all this stuff before releasing new UI. <laughs> just test it on us. We are ready. Yeah. Just do yeah. this, guys, please. Yeah, we don't know the internals. Maybe the UI is just easier to pull off, uh, and the yeah, internals maybe. are you know, uh, is the uh, more work. That we that is less visible well, and I don't know. They were able to redo the iWork, like the pages, numbers, mm -hmm. keynote, like almost from scratch. So they took the iOS part and rebuilt the Mac version from that. So I think well, <laughs> if something like pushes them, they could do that. So it like and by the way, the the keynote on the Mac now is. Uh, Way better than it was before this, like the whole redo thing, and uh, mm. so I, I yeah. think like it, it's possible, but it probably like just different teams. Definitely possible. You know, this is the biggest tech company in the world. Uh, they probably can afford the resources to uh, build a team that works on something for two years or three years, whatever it needs on site, and then maybe they do that. We don't know. Maybe they they this yeah. is what they they doing. Um, and ship something better, and maybe they, the Xcode is only in the on, in the main, yeah. maintenance uh, currently, so they don't really uh, innovate. Yeah, although they it's, they, it's, they do kind of, they still change. It took four years for them to <laughs> release the Swift from uh, it's from the first commit yeah. till WWDC mm. fourteen. Yeah, probably. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. For the X, okay. Yeah, yeah the Swift was a huge project. Yeah. Like that's not something you can ship in one year. <laughs> so yeah, it had to take uh, some time in development. Expression. Okay. Um, I have to like mm-hmm. stop the discussions and like let's talk about Swift Studio. I mean, like sure. that, that's we, we have Swift to like. <laughs> Should we show it? I mean, like, are we ready now? Like, can we? Are we ready? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. And by the way, yeah. those who are listening to us, like, probably this is the time you need to, like, show a look into show description, find the link to the video. And, uh, okay. Uh, so we are looking to. You look at the, <laughs> the, the development version of Swift Studio that I have uh, on my machine and it is basically on on some branch uh, that I'm working on and uh, yeah so it's real you know <laughs> <laughs> that's all <laughs> okay yeah. it's it's real uh, and um, this is how it looks the Swift Studio is a project that I started two years ago and then I abandoned for some time and uh, eventually I restarted it some few months ago. Uh, in this project, well, the, the, the goal is to uh, build some alternative alternative IDE for Swift on macOS. Okay, uh, I'm... Just, yeah. just just before we go into details, any uh, uh, like any stories behind the name? Like, was it something uh, again to get That's the proper why, name why for the for the ID? Yeah, <laughs> this is a, I, I don't think there's a story behind the name. Uh, this is just a great name, Swiss <laughs> <laughs> name. Like, who don't want to have this studio? Well, the studio is not um, uncommon to have something studio yeah. and the swift studio is like uh, this is how the xcode should be named currently because the swift the, the xcode is mostly about swift today well the, 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 the swift studio is because this is all about swift uh, so it's building swift it's, uh, it's um, based on swift packet manager and uh, it it's built around the swift uh, technology that is available today uh, to in, unveil and make it simple, and uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of as you can see. Yeah, you, you see the, the view. so it's it's very similar to uh, what is the what the Xcode is. So it it looks very similar, right? And there's a reason for that. So the reason is because uh, Mac uh, the, the Apple developers are familiar with the Xcode. But the Xcode may be harsh when you want to build something on the server side or something that is on the platform that is not blessed by Apple. Um, then you need to reach to uh, third-party solutions, and that one of these solution that solution will be uh, Swift Studio. Uh, so so the, the the switch will be easy. Everything is familiar, like the concept of uh, status bar, right? The button. It looks. And feels the same. Um, yeah, it's just um, um, yeah. So it looks and it feels the same, although with the with the, a bit better without the Xcode um, package. <laughs> so what, what we so, what we what we see here is the yeah. vapor vapor project. 
I agree. This is a sam sample pro vapor project uh, with the dependencies. You can see there's a vapor <clears throat> uh, website, and uh, and uh, I'm gonna run it and I see what, what's going on. So we're on a Mac, and yeah. this is the running target. And there are tool chains that are available on the machine. This is the Xcode tool chain because I have Xcode installed. But there's also Ubuntu, which is Linux tool chain, which I can select and build. Uh, Will it install code. Ubuntu? <laughs> well, it, it not. It actually integrates with Docker. Oh, okay. But only to run the the compiled version of the application. So um, now it compiled it on this machine on my Mac One. Uh, it stopped because I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, let's try again. Maybe I break something over there. <laughs> yeah, so I broke it. We definitely see it work in progress. <laughs> Yeah, but I have like, you know, when it's demo, it was working yeah. just a second ago. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, by the way, that that's another point that's uh, like, we probably might consider this is not a staged video, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to run it again and see what's going on in the, in the, in the log. So I open and I will switch to this. And and in the meantime, like uh, guys uh, watching us, shoot your questions. Uh, you see the studio. It's uh, well, it's something which runs. It's like it has similarities with Xcode, and uh, you might have some questions. And uh, <clears throat> uh, while we are doing that, so the main purpose of the studio is to support developers on projects on the pl for the platforms which are not properly supported by Xcode, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, that should launch or not. Okay. Now it will. So um, yeah. it works, right? So I just run the application, uh, the Vapor application in a Docker container uh, because I have a Docker installed on my machine. And uh, you can see this is the Docker. Uh, okay. The client. This is the container that that runs this application, and if I stop, it will stop the the container, and yeah, the application doesn't work. Uh, I change that in run. So the thing is that I don't need the Linux running to build the application. It all happens on the Mac because uh, I do the cross compilation, and I just run. The resulting uh, resulting code uh, on the in the container. I can run it in any container. I, I provide the SDK and provide the uh, runtime necessary to uh, run run any application that is built in Swift Studio in any uh, Linux. Well, not any. Well, specifically <laughs> Ubuntu. Mm, this Ubuntu. <laughs> But like your your image can maybe maybe random maybe different as long as it is Ubuntu 2004, and yeah, this is the Ubuntu the, the running on on um, on macOS is just just selecting the different target build that and uh, and that that will be all I think it will build and see that it's running compiling there's a progress of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's running. Yeah, and now it, this is uh, macOS version. 
as simple as that. And this is the goal of this project to make it as uh, simple as possible, basically, uh, to nice. the newly. There, there is um, like when you create, you may create a new project. That there will be vapor will be like this web framework. Um, yeah, you know, this template for that <clears throat> and all that stuff. That you're ready to build your first application in a seconds, and that's the goal. Of course, there is a Swift support, but there's also JavaScript support, and um, currently those two. Uh, so the, the if you open the JavaScript file, it will be normal with the Node.js that is embedded in the Swift Swift UI, or can be used uh, external one. But like it, it's a it's integrated environment that allows you to uh, to just you know easily work with the um, with this uh, with the server. After that, it's not implemented now, but there will be basically a deploy to the cloud service uh, because I have a binary. I have the I control the environment. I can <clears throat> deploy my binary to any uh, cloud uh, provider. Uh, so my plan is to have pre-configured pre. Some, some ready you know transport layers for uh, selected uh, cloud providers uh, whether it will be AWS or something else when you can just deploy and run the application without uh, need to do that manually and and fight with that so I find it useful it's uh, speaking of AWS they recently released their SDK like Swift uh, mm -hmm. Uh, like full featured SDK, and uh, yeah. it seems that the like one of the ideas might be to use uh, their SDK Swift Studio to do lambdas. Like you, you can yeah. do lambda on the Swift. Will the Swift Studio be like a good solution for that? Yeah, definitely. It's on the list. Another thing on the list is uh, I, I just don't have SDK ready for that, like a tool chain, but the WebAssembly. So you, mm -hmm. you, as you, you can select here the the Linux, you, you will be able to select WebAssembly and build the application against the WebAssembly and open that in the, in the browser. Uh, but that, that's not there yet. Um, but this is yeah. all about web. What about uh, common line utils? Can I build something like this? Because I spent a lot of time recently <laughs> building yes. common line utils for Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So using the Xcode, but the problem is SDK that comes uh, comes with the Xcode. I, I don't have this SDK. I cannot distribute that SDK. I'm talking about the macOS SDK and the frameworks. Uh, so um, for that, you have to have uh, Xcode installed and then, yes, just create the package and run it just like that and that's all like this is basically what you what you can do with the xcode these days as well right yeah. that's not um not magic the other the difference is that yeah this full works fully with the spm the open source version of the spm not with the xcode <laughs> system so maybe limited in some ways but it may be also wide opening on the other ways um like yeah, if you if you'd like to build um, command line tools for Linux, uh, 
oh, this is a great tool. This is a great tool because you you sure you you just running on Linux. You make sure that it will uh, compile on the Linux, and you will get uh, the binary that you can just copy paste uh, to wherever you want without needing to uh, care about providing the proper um, Docker container or uh, you know all that stuff. At least this is the goal, and this is uh, achievable. Um, that the, the tool, the command line tool, can be just built um, easily. Yeah. Looking into that, um, I have a question, which is uh, like more on the technology part. So we see the source code editor, and uh, like, what did you use to build Swift Studio? Like, do you, by the way, do you use uh, so, uh, Swift LSP or like how how, how it works? Huh. So there is a Swift LSP, SourceKit LSP project uh, by Apple, and I forked that for my internal use. But yeah, it has some additional uh, features that are not available um, in the open. I needed just I needed for, yeah. for for my stuff. Uh, I've I've made a LSP client, uh, which is the client uh, of the LSP that I use. <laughs> so I implemented that one. And yeah, one talk to another. So the LSP um, kind of works and it's awesome. Uh, then we have um, SPM. I use SPM as a library. So I have full control uh, over the what is possible, what are the options. And I also do some customization for the uh, SPM as well. That lets me, I don't know, like the support for example, support for these errors here. Uh, I needed some customization, so I, I've made some customization that helps me to work uh, with the error handling from the Swift compiler, but even more, more than that, like the paths, you know, where, where, where it is built, what is like this cross compilation stuff. I made it easy. Um, and uh, yeah, so I also have some fork of that. Uh, and um, and the editor is this thing here. This is interesting because I this is the latest version. The previous version, I I may have actually maybe I can show you uh, because I started to implement. Um, it had come. It's private, so I started to implement text li layout text layout engine by my own, myself, uh, because I wasn't happy with the NS text view and text kit one. Okay. However, um, yeah, I spent time, <laughs> I feel like a half a year, really half a year, just implementing this, oh yeah, it's here, just implementing uh, the, uh, the layout. Uh, it was wow. built on the NS view, I want to find it well. So I, I yeah, this is the yeah. text storage, but it's my my text storage uh, with some uh, text attributes that I had to NS text attribute uh, reimplement. Mm, the idea was to not use NS text storage basically, but use any data uh, structure that can be behind it. And I thought about using ropes, which is uh, this fancy data structure to handle. Uh, big files and update uh, update the big files anywhere in an efficient way. 
but yeah, but I had to reinvent everything. Oh no, that's that's. A, I'm trying to find maybe the layout manager is the one. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, like calculation of the position of. Uh, yeah, this is the layout text when I use the core text basically to mm, uh, put everything, all the letters in the in the view. Then the view itself uh, couldn't be NS text view because I think this is the view. Yeah, this is not an NS text view. It's just NS wow. view. And I implement this text uh, protocol that gives uh, the integration with the system. But as you can see, there's uh, a lot of <laughs> implementation that has to come go with that. That's definitely a source for a lot of conference talks here. <laughs> I, yeah. that I was crazy when I tried to implement uh, JSON serialization by myself. But now I think... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, eventually, when I was doing that, and it works, although it's missing some optimization, uh, and the missing optimization is lazy layout, uh, and I and I like, struggle with that a bit, mm, didn't know what to do, and then the dub-dub happened, and they, the Apple announced uh, TextKit 2. Uh, it was basically one-to-one, -one. what I implemented here, they did... <laughs> in TextKit 2. So even some of the model, uh, but like the, the model uh, structures are, are similar I, I had and are in the TextKit 2. So I, I said, okay, fuck it. I, I'm not, not gonna spend more time on fighting with dust. that I'm gonna use the TextKit 2. So what I did here, this is the experimental TextKit 2, only TextKit 2 uh, view. Uh, coding view that works and uh kit 2 had some gotchas here here and there like something that doesn't work and um, i decided to use ns ns text view <laughs> <laughs> it has two modes it can work yeah. in a texted one and texted two mode and i'm doing everything to not uh, switch to text one mode so i'm doing everything with text two and something doesn't work uh, all didn't work uh, in the first uh, first release, uh, but yeah, it's way way easier to to actually to use than than before. Uh, so yeah, and funny thing because I implemented this uh, layout by myself, text layout by myself, I understand <laughs> way more with the text kit too, and uh, why and how they uh, may did that under the need and why they choose that not the other abstraction because. Uh, you know, I've been there. <laughs> I yeah, get, I get what's going on. And uh, but yeah, yeah. Speaking of other, like the the text kit is, uh, and yeah, the the layout and everything, and that's something which is like, <laughs> again, a, a lot of stuff to take care of. Um, speaking of other technology, so uh, do you? I assume you use Swift for the um, uh, for the Swift Studio, maybe like Swift UI. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like here, this is Swift UI. Uh, this uh, <laughs> tabs here. Uh, there's a problem. But the like, tabs are Swift UI. This is UI kit. This is Swift UI based. Uh, this view here is Swift UI fully. Um, oh, there's a terminal by actually, this is the component by Miguel de Icaza. Uh, I, I did some contribution to that as well, so I was familiar enough to 
to integrate that. And that's and, a um, great feature, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is something that Expo is missing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely. This uh, and this um, Swift term. This is the project I highly recommend. It's it's very good on the. It's easy to integrate, but it's very good in terms of uh, as a terminal client. So the compliance with the different modes of terminal. Yeah, the Swift term is very good. Really, if you if but, anyone needs a terminal, I, I highly recommend to, to go and check check out this one. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is. Uh, Mixed actually, this is uh, Swift UI and uh, AppKit, but the core is Swift UI. So the architecture is Swift UI. I use I use Store with some um, observable that I um, subscribe to and update the view uh, based on that. So there's a, a central place where, where where the state is updated and propagate throughout the application, which is yeah. The, the combine and Swift UI made it uh, quite easy to uh, to work with. By the way, do you plan to use Swift Studio to build Swift Studio? It's not possible now. <laughs> Basically, not possible for the one reason. Um, this reason is uh, I do not uh, have an app signature. Like I do not oh. sign the application. Which can be done with the Xcode only, like this uh, sign tools that comes with the Xcode. Oh, I mean, yeah. um, it. I'm not precise. It can be done without Xcode, but yeah. I'm not at the at the stage <laughs> when I want to implement that. <laughs> right, right. May okay. happen, but not today. Okay, what will happen if you press? I believe Alt, the option, option right click. On I don't know any on package for example. Ah, there's no, nothing happens here. I think. <laughs> okay, so what about documentation? So uh, yeah, well, I just skipped the documentation. Like even here, you don't see uh, that there's no documentation here. Although yeah. this information is available, I just didn't uh, didn't put it in the view yet. It's just lower priority. It's something easy to add. I don't have it now, but the documentation for the for the function is here. Um, like it's easy to add. It's not here, but it's easy to add. Um, but yeah, you, you're talking about .c and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that came out just recently and I don't uh, yet know how to integrate that. I didn't do my uh, job and and check um, how to do I had a, another option. There is... Um, there's a project that offers the documentation, the Swift documentation in an um, org format. I don't know if you're familiar with that. There's an org format that has a lot of like a references between. It's very mm -hmm. useful. Mm -hmm. I could use that. I thought about using uh, that one. It was before the docs was released. Uh, now I will probably, yeah, I will, I will look at the docs and and integrate that. Although I don't see, well, it is, um, I see a value in here to have the document some documentation here, yeah. uh, but I don't see a value to implement the document browser by myself. What I do, I use Dash. Like oh yeah, me, I yeah. use Dash, and uh, this is working solution for a lot of people. 
So uh, I may just, um, you know, just uh, use an external tool for browsing the documentation of the SDK itself, because I'm not necessarily uh, one to deal yeah. with all the aspects it's... of... I, I wish we had a proper integration between Xcode and Dash. <laughs> we, we had yeah. before Xcode 8 when we had opportunity to integrate custom plugins. Yeah. Thanks, Apple. Yeah, and by the way, plugins yeah. is the interesting stuff because uh, this definitely happens. It's it's not it's not here now, but but yeah, that is something that will be huge. Um, so not as uh, not as Xcode, there will be plugins uh, in one on the other form, but the plugins, yeah, definitely will be available in Swift Studio because yeah, I'm missing plugins a lot. Really. And having plugins is actually like the, the way of uh, resolving this particular issue with the documentation and maybe some other like yeah. missing pieces. That's uh, that that yeah. might be a great idea to have. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so the, the the thing once I finished uh, whatever I have on my plate now, I will also add uh, Pilot by GitHub. You know this feature. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is which is very easy to add in Swift Studio and impossible to add in Xcode today. <laughs> um, so that, that kind of uh, cool features as well will will land. Maybe not in alpha, but yeah. So my plan is to release alpha in uh, January. Yes. So we we, are, we 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 now have some important information here, like uh, the plan. <clears throat> Yeah. For for the first something which we potentially can like touch with our own hands, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the plan is to have uh, alpha in January, and the working flow will be build a web application and run it, build and play with it. So kind of work with with something uh, real world, uh, but it will be still limited. Uh, intentionally, I'm I'm not gonna do the another two years waiting until everything is done but now i will i will release something yeah i don't care this is my pet project at this stage um it will incrementally uh, uh, get better and at some point it will be threat to other tools definitely so, not the alpha version definitely not the alpha the alpha will yeah. be limited and full of bugs but um it's a marathon for me i think that this might um, like trigger some more attention to the vapor to like server side Swift. I mean, like having that's a, uh, that's a good environment to do that. That helps. I mean, like if you if you do something like something like that in Xcode, you have mm -hmm. like you need to read the manual on how to do that. Like you you have to like go through steps in order to like make that happen. And that's probably not, not the good not, not the best experience here. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the main idea. I was frustrated when I uh, worked with the Swifton server back in days. Um, all the integration, all the setup was cumbersome, and um, what like I was struggling most was even though I could uh, build on uh, Xcode, it was still on a Mac OS, and this code yeah. does not translate to what goes in Linux. And the yeah. Linux is the platform when you're gonna deploy that, and yeah, so that was my frustration. And uh, I want to solve that in in a way. 
um, that will be transparent but also accurate. So if you you still in your familiar environment that is close to your heart, you know what to do, where to find find all the tools, and at the same time you have um, correct error messaging uh, of the destination platform. In this case, uh, Linux. So uh, you 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 know you do not afraid that you use something that is macOS specific specific. Um, but uh, yeah, you just you you just use um, build the application that's ready to deploy uh, on the server at any time. And uh, yeah, I, I hope to solve that pain point easily. Okay. By the way, I see on your screen Visual Studio Code. No. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> <It's> not, uh... <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah! Last 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 week we got an official Swift extension for yeah. uh, uh, for Visual Studio Code. So do yeah, you I think have it about it? <laughs> <laughs> so do you think it's a, it's a threat for uh, for Swift Studio? Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's awesome. This is awesome project. Uh, a very interesting approach to to the problem and uh, opener for the Swift on server for many people. Uh, first of all, it's uh, multi-platform, so people can use that not only on macOS. Um, uh, then it's built on a great foundation that is Visual, visual Code. So uh, the things that I, I decided to implement by myself here comes out yeah. of the box and. Uh, there's, uh, there's uh, the extension that is just installed and do the job. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's different, though, I believe. Um, I, I think I'm closer to the bare metal and have more possibilities than the, this extension can ever achieve. The ex like extension like this is limited by the Xcode by itself and the release cycle of the Xcode and uh, Swift Packet Manager in the uh, in the state uh, Apple decide to uh, to deploy to ship and so on and so forth. Uh, but I don't have uh, that limitations. I can uh, I can work with the open source Swift on my own and uh, bend it to to my needs. So. Uh, I think I still have some um, some room to improvements. Um, yeah, there's multiple uh, there, there are multiple tools that we, some people use for for a long time. Use that kind of uh, solution with the MX with the VI VIM uh, the plugins that utilize uh, language server protocol basically because that's the kind. This is the kind of extension. Uh, are here for for some time. This is one that is kind of blessed and it's quite good actually. So um, yeah, this is a new player on the market. Um, I believe the Swift Studio uh, still can offer better experience, multi-platform, like the, the cross-platform building experience than uh, VS Code can. But um, yeah, VS Code has these remote containers that also works. But it's different in many ways as well. Um, I believe I believe that this this release of Swift extension will push. Okay, it should push uh, Xcode team rather than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much it was uh, triggered by Apple itself or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, well this is Apple. <laughs> and they yeah. have different stuff. 
as you told us in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. The the the, the Xcode basically should have all uh, all of that already, like two years ago. Uh, but we had to wait for the Microsoft to do Visual Studio Code and somebody <laughs> to do the extension to actually do that. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Like, you have uh, quite unique experience developing uh, IDE, and uh, like, not not many of us can uh, say like, yeah, I, I've built an uh, IDE <laughs> like, for Swift. Like, and therefore. Um, did your attitude towards like Xcode team change, uh, like yeah. one way or another? Like, is it possible to build a sophisticated tool like IDE is, and like not having it crushed or freezed or like, something? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> uh, can we build any application without crashes? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably well, not. <laughs> uh, but Xcode has some uh, history. It's like if we yeah. talk about Xcode itself, has some history and uh, new features are built on top of that. And it feels like it needs re-engineering, internal uh, re-engineering to shift some gears uh, to the mm, new world, new approach. Uh, instead of uh, building on, on top of the old foundation that is dated. Uh, and this may be the source of uh, multiple crashes here and there. As we like, It looks like it's still uh, built just on top of uh, some internals of uh, constant that cannot be changed. Um, uh, can it be? Well, I, I, I don't. Well, the Xcode is still uh, more powerful now, so... Uh, maybe when I reach the Xcode, uh, you know, completeness, I will crash as often as Xcode does. <laughs> so, who knows? So far, it's um, not that bad, but it's easy to crash any application. <laughs> and, uh, like, as a continuation for that question, do you want to have, a, like, an honest chat with the Xcode team? Or maybe you already had uh, some discussions, like... You probably, hmm. like, if you had, you probably won't answer. We kind of understand that. <laughs> but uh, mm. like, no, no. Well, that would be, what, what would be the point of, of that discussion as well? No, I didn't. I I didn't. Uh, uh, no, I don't see a point, much point <laughs> of that. Well, if they're not interested in the, in collaboration, that it's, I'm not interested as well. If they would, yeah, I'm open to to work with anyone who is open uh, to work to build better tools. But yeah, it, it's not, it, didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah. And um, I just uh, realized that like, since the Swift Studio is based on LSP, uh, do you think like that might be possible to integrate other LSP languages into Swift yeah, Studio? Yeah, like I'm you mentioned sure the JavaScript, yeah. But like any other? Um... Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the JavaScript will be uh, the one, and uh, yeah, the smaller ones like there's uh, even LSP for Docker file and stuff like that. So uh, whichever will be, whichever will be possible, <laughs> I, I I will try to uh, integrate. Um, not all of them, but only the essentials that I uh, find uh, useful. And then there will be extension that will open for third. You know, third-party integrations for LSP that maybe not that tight, uh, but still possible to integrate 
uh, other LSPs, just as it is, is in uh, in the Visual Studio Code. Awesome. And any other LS Sublime and uh, uh, Emacs and uh, Veeam, VIM and uh, what else? Uh, well, TextMate, Nova. Uh, there's uh, a lot of that kind of. The, the the good thing is I I really follow what's going on with LSP. I try to uh, use uh, what I need and uh, even used some extensions that are not yet in the official specification, but will happen. So uh, uh, what I wanted to say is, yeah, LSP is important, but sometimes you have to go outside the LSP as well. And this is why I fork some of the projects to get some extensions that, are, that works, work for me and just for this product, project. And this, this gives me a freedom, you know, I'm not, I do not depend on the, whatever Apple or any other vendor will deploy. At this point, I'm, um, I feel really, <laughs> I, I feel um, confident in um, uh, developing new features in LSP on, on the site or in uh, SPM on the site. I'm familiar with the code base, so uh, yeah, I, I can move quickly and without waiting for, for third party vendors for that as long as it is open source of course okay so now i'm finishing my like a uh, the next year budget plan <laughs> so <laughs> i need to know what like what is the expected pricing model how much money should I save for this now uh the price of swiss studio yep like pricing model for you for, for swiss model studio. okay model so um Today is free, and it's going to be free uh, for for quite some time. I don't have a plan to monetize it yet, and at the same time, I don't have a plan to make it uh, open source. Uh, there will be components that will be open source, but not all. Or I will, the, the, if that will ever go open source, it will be dual license, basically. I am not okay. a fan of Apache or some the, the MIT licensing model uh, the, um, so the app will be free for a long time if there will be some paid uh, paid tier it will be for something yeah some some special integration like uh, uh, deployment uh, to the cloud services uh, stuff like that that is premium to the basic uh, to the basic functionality. Uh, maybe some yeah some custom integration that may be valuable for uh for for developers so they may be willing to pay some small fee uh to use that that is you know the 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 the, the, the um, solutions that are not easily available outside or just convenient that's yeah. a little bit unexpected actually i mean like for the tool um I'm kind of, well yeah we i, I know we as as the developers we typically like like free tools like <laughs> It's, yeah. uh, it's a common thing for us, like, but uh, uh, well, that that's not nice to hear. And uh, hopefully, yeah. you will have like the, the the like internal drive to keep keep on working on that, like even being the the, the free tool. Yeah. So for now, it's my pet project, and uh, yeah, maybe in the past I had different um, <laughs> vision. But as of today, it's my paid project. It's not gonna be my source of income. Uh, I'm also seeing some opportunities in uh, customization. So this solution as an IDE may be useful for other products 
that oh, yeah. may need that kind of ID. So I may, you know, work on the customization for their needs, you know, like licensing, licensing uh, the whole solution, um, like a white label, you know, uh, solution. Yeah. Uh, there is market for that as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We're going to see. Um, it's hard to tell to developers. I believe some premium may may work, uh, some premium features, um, but not today. No, it's it's free now. It's just not open. But still, you can support Martin on GitHub. Sponsor. Yeah, yeah, you can support me on GitHub. That's yeah, that, and we also put that to the show description as well. So um, yeah, appreciate that. Um, we are like. Yeah, the, the, this is the last episode for the uh, for our season one of the podcast, and uh, like it's New Year in <laughs> three days. So I think yeah. we need to ask you one last question, which is not on probably on the Swift Studio. Like, what are your um, I don't know New Year resolutions? Maybe related to like Apple releasing something or fixing every bug in Xcode. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um... Well, my my uh, this year resolution was to go into Rust programming, and it didn't happen. So maybe the next year will be the year <laughs> with the <laughs> with the Rust um, uh, Rust development. So I, I need to learn. I want to learn uh, Rust. Basically, this is from the pro- programming perspective. I also want to ship the Swift Studio, and this is the biggest uh, New Year's <laughs> resolution this year. It's been two uh, more than two years now. Uh, it was on and off. This is the second uh, version of the application, and I kind of feel I have to ship something just for my own sanity. I enjoy yeah, well, working on it, but yeah, it's it's the second version. But uh, to be honest, <laughs> for us it will be first. <laughs> yeah, for you it will be first. Yeah, I also have another application that is not uh, released, but it's like a spin-off, which is the Docker um, Container Manager uh, UI. So I, I hope to ship that as well. And um, and I also, well, that's not a resolution, but it's wishful <laughs> thinking. Apple will ship the affordable uh, monitor that I can buy. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that That is something like, um, that. that's in my list, that will be on top of even like the new MacBook Pro uh, yeah. with M1 Max. Like well, that one is also on my list, but like, the monitor is definitely something I would like to have just right away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward. So you saved us a little bit of money. And what are you? What are you resolutions, guys? Okay, I'm. I actually like. I have two two things to. I want to try. I mean, I recently bought a book on uh, uh, REM sixty-four uh, bit assembler. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I need to understand that. I mean, like, that's something I, uh, I try to, and now I probably need to, like, I have a book already. So it's now, not, I just, I just need to read it now. So it's, uh, yeah. it's already the first step done, but, uh, that's something to, to, to do in like early next year. And, uh, I actually, uh, tried to start with Vapor and like server side Swift, but, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, like I did Hello World. It worked. And that was it. So now having the AWS SDK and uh, probably having the Swift Studio now, and like, well, yeah, I, and I, I will try, by, by the way, to compare with the uh, Visual Studio Code as well. But yeah, having the native app, it's like my 
my preference actually. I mean, um, Visual Studio Code is great, but it's still browser running web application. I mm-hmm. I already have Teams on my my machine, and that <laughs> that's too much for me already. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and Safari. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, so I have a browser. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't need another one packed as a as a ED, and uh, therefore I, I will probably wait for the uh, Swift Studio. And I want to try something real here. I mean, like, mm-hmm. we, we, I will need to find something which is suitable with either like commercial projects we're doing or like do some pet projects here. And uh, mm-hmm. my, my my idea here is probably go with AWS services and like combine them everything together and like maybe Lambda, mm-hmm. maybe like, I don't know, uh, mm-hmm. con- published container or something, but something which will do uh like not the hello hello world example but something real like which is uh suitable and done everything on swift that's like end-to-end swift project i don't know but this is the best way to learn something you just you have a problem and you just trying mm-hmm. to resolve it and that's really yeah, cool so i agree okay okay I'm, I'm already i'm already in rust i love rust <laughs> this is uh, like so uh when 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 i write in rust it's <sighs> just really after Swift uh, and all these issues, and for example, buggy async await now, like uh, how it works in Rust, it works awesome for me. So mm. what what I promised to myself that I should start open sourcing the stuff that I'm building for myself. I, I do a lot mm. of uh, command line utilities for myself. My favorite one, which is which I'm trying to like to push it publicly right now is do you remember the extension for uh, Git called Hub when you yeah. can just write Hub PR or Git PR and just open pull request directly to uh, to that. So I have the same extension for Bitbucket and for GitLab mm-hmm. like because my two previous projects uh, work, they used Bitbucket and GitLab. Uh, so mm-hmm. I want to release it to do, deliver deploy my version of Hub extension for this. Mm-hmm. So I can use just one tool for all three platforms. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And by by releasing something oh, is it open source, I will push myself to <laughs> to support this because uh, I believe like six months I didn't touch my uh git blood uh <laughs> tool mm. at all. Now yeah if I'm pushing it I should uh, should do something with it. Yeah, good luck with that. Sounds awesome. Thanks. Okay. Um, I think we need to wrap up our episode. We and by the way, like for those who are listening to us and for you, Martin, we typically try to do it like half an hour, forty-five minutes, and uh, we usually not able oh, yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> and today we also wasn't able. But uh, I think we had seen and uh, heard a lot great news on um, on the Swiss Studio, and we will definitely wait uh, January for uh, for the alpha re- release, and uh, we will it's definitely days, try right? that. So, yep. Yeah, January is quite soon. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, and uh, yeah, I wish you and all the listeners a happy year, uh, best year, ship yeah. everything, be the best version of you, and yeah, be kind to each other. Thank you, Martin. And yeah, happy happy New Year to everybody. And uh, let's hope the next year will be better. And uh, as regards to the podcast, we will come back probably late 
January, and uh, we might already try uh, Swift Studio by, by that time, and we <laughs> might report on that in our first episode of the second season. And uh, if you're listening to us and uh, haven't yet uh, put a review or uh, rating, just do that. That's probably a good time. You already listened to the end of this episode. That's uh, like you definitely could do that right now, and that will help us with the new year as well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay. Happy New Thank Year you. to everyone. Thank you. Happy New Year. Bye.